Hey guys, gals, we, the, they, them, whatever makes you feel sexy. I'm so excited that you're here and I hope that you enjoy the podcast as much as I did making it. Um, You guys got to hang in there with me. We're going to get to the good stuff. But in the meantime, you guys can call in and to be part of the show if you want to. You go to anchor.fm slash b strips it down slash message and leave a voice message or a question for me and we might feature it on the show. But for now, it's time to strap on your heels and strip it down. All right, we're starting off Fast and Furious with episode one, appropriately titled, What's in a Name? I recently asked my followers on Instagram what the word hustlers meant to them, and as expected, I got a really wide variety of responses. Um, The diversity in opinions really brings up a lot of interesting things, and it seemed like a great place uh, to start this podcast off with. So we're going to talk about some common stripper questions, and then later we're going to get to our review of the new Hustlers movie. We'll have a fun comparison of viewpoints on the subject between me and my friend who's not in the industry. But first, I want y'all to remember to send me your questions, your concerns, your complaints, whatever you got, what you always want to know, what you don't understand or don't like and why. Let's unpack the complexities of the subject and we'll be all the wiser for it. Um, you can message me on Instagram at bstripsitdown, uh, also on Facebook, uh, or you can email me at bstripsitdown at outlook.com. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what all y'all uh, want to know and what you want to talk about. All right, so I'll start with one of, if not the most common question that any dancer gets. And as soon as I say it, if you're a dancer, your eyes are going to roll into the back of your head. And I apologize in advance for making you hear it yet again. But so the question is, what's your real name? (laughs) Um, It seems simple and harmless, but the truth is, is that you might as well have asked us for our social security number. That's that's really how invasive and unnecessary that question really is. You know, in today's society, you can find anyone, anytime, with the smallest fragment of information. And working in an industry where attachments and, let's face it, delusions can be extremely common, it's not a good idea to go around spilling that kind of information. It's it's a complicated and a personal subject. Some dancers might not care at all. They're completely open about their life, their employment. They want you to follow them on Instagram. But others are dealing with a much more complicated tango between maintaining a secret identity and protecting their personal privacy. Stalkers are a real thing, and how would you distinguish them from the customer of your dreams? You know, you wouldn't. So often my resistance to that question is met with, oh, come on, you can tell me, I'm a nice guy, I'm not going to murder you. Um, But isn't that what someone who would murder me would say? I mean, I'm pretty sure that Ted Bundy didn't just walk up to his victims and say, oh, I'm going to murder you, but it's cool, right? Because I think you're like super hot. I'm just saying. A better question would probably be why they care. I mean, generally speaking, this is a transaction-based encounter. One meant to be mutual and enjoyable, but singular nonetheless. It's a fantasy. It's not a speed date. Will knowing my name get you any closer to getting me to go out with you? No. Will it get you a discount on a dance? No. All you're going to do is make me really uncomfortable and annoyed and instigate a barrier within me that says that I should keep an eye on this guy. You know, he's pushy and he's nosy. I get that it makes you feel special and it's like, oh, if she tells me it must mean that I'm special, you know. But if a dancer wants you to know their real name, they'll tell you. And you have a far better chance of that happening if you don't ask. 
again, this is just my opinion, my experience, um, the way I see things. But if you disagree, let me know. And this goes for women too. Women in the club, this is something that we're going to talk about extensively in some of the later episodes. But women often have this kind of feeling of entitlement. Like, well, it's okay because I'm a girl. It's okay if I touch because I'm a girl. Or it's okay if you tell me your name because I'm not like one of these creepy guys. And all of that sounds great and everything, but at the end of the day, you're still a stranger. You're still a person that I don't know. And you're requesting very personal information from me. And it's just not really fair all the same, if that makes sense. So don't do that. Um, So this is the first of our many of our stripper questions that we're going to have throughout the series. But if you have one, let me know. Um, I'd be happy to answer it for you. And we'll get to the bottom of it. But so now we're going to move on. We're going to talk about hustlers. My quick overview of it is that, you know, since it's in the forefront and it's really started a dialogue among dancers and civilians, it seems like an appropriate place to start. There's been a lot of tension in the dance community about this movie, and I can really see both sides. Keeping with the name theme, the trouble really starts at the very beginning. The The Oxford Dictionary of a Hustler is an aggressively enterprising person, a go-getter. And the secondary definition is a prostitute. Then the Cambridge Dictionary defines it as someone who tries to deceive people into giving them money. And then um, their alternative example is also a prostitute. So prostitute is used both times, but the main definitions are very different. And that is exactly what the problem is. Depending on who you are and what the context is, being a hustler could have a very positive or a negative association. The prevalence of this like gig economy and the self-starter culture has really encouraged us to grind, to hustle, to work harder, persevere over the rest. If you're a hustler, you're seen as a leader, a doer. But hold on, you know, there's that other school of thought, the bad one, the one that views those traits as exploitative, manipulative, deceitful. It all comes down to who you ask and what it is that they're hustling for. Take, for instance, a single mom, which I've been, by the way, working two jobs, going to school, getting up every day, hustling to make it work, to stay motivated, you know, letting nothing stand in the way of my goal, which is to find a job that supports my family. People would support that evaluation. They'd praise it. They'd be like, yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. As long as that's socially acceptable occupation. But on the flip side, you can take a stripper or a prostitute, for instance, since that's the definition that they're using. Um, But a quick caveat real quick. I want to make it clear that all members of the industry, meaning porn, webcams, strippers, escorts, full service, sex workers, whatever, they're all going to refer to themselves differently, as is our right to do. But it's my opinion that none are above or better than the other. This is a whole separate issue that we're going to go into later on in the series as well, but I just want to make it clear that it's my opinion that there are no sex workers that are good or bad. They're just different. So anyway, um, back to my example. So we had our wonderful single mom student uh, who's working at Target, and then there's the prostitute. Now assume there's no violence, no trafficking, coercion, drugs, whatever to take into consideration. She's also a single mom. She's going to school and she's working on her own because she's decided that that's what's best for her and what's best for her family. She's out there. She's hustling, working hard, earning money. She's supporting herself and her kids. And the target mom and the prostitute mom have the same intentions. They have the same execution. It's simply the nature of their hustle that distinguishes them and makes people feel as though something is right or it's wrong. And I think that that's really fundamentally flawed. 
Now, before anyone goes and starts crying, oh, so you're saying drug dealers are good people because they're hustlers or internet scammers or whoever. No, I'm not saying that. Um, There's a clear line of an adult performing a consensual act, be it choosing to work at Target or trading a physical interaction. You know, no direct harm is resulting from it. And it was a consensual choice. People say that the prostitutes ruining marriages or promoting misogyny or whatever, you know, they can find a million reasons why people will degrade it or say it's bad. But I could play devil's advocate and argue that the mom working at Target is feeding the corporate machine. You know, she's continuing to work for an unlivable wage, being a cog in a machine that just perpetuates big businesses' ability to exploit low-income workers because people will do it. Um, But it's all about your perspective, I guess. Um, you know, the point of this whole thing is that right from the jump, the name of the movie really drew some battle lines, um, with people using it to make their own opinions and their own assumptions, using their own bias to come to these conclusions about the nature of the content of the movie without ever really knowing anything else about it. So from the very beginning, we have a lot of people that have an opinion, like it's going to be good, it's going to be bad, whatever, you know, just based off their bias of the world and of the word which is natural and it's normal, but interesting nonetheless. So the meat of the movie is basically that as a dancer and talking to my coworkers, there's a lot of annoyance and frustration at yet another reinforcement of these classic stereotypes that all strippers are either criminal con artists that are there to swindle you out of your IRA or break up that wonderful 20-year sexless marriage that you have or that we're all these poor victims, you know, drug-addicted, abused, forced into a continuation of a life of sin as a form of normalcy. It never occurs to some people that sometimes people just look at a situation and they say, you know, I want to work smarter, not harder. I know that's what I did. Yeah, life was tough and I went through some pretty hard stuff, but I didn't have some terrible origin story that like forced me into a life of crime and sex and debauchery. I was pissed off. I was overworked. I was an underpaid single mom and I had two mouths to feed and I had a great ass. (laughs) So I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's try this for a while. Let's see how it goes. And the God's honest truth is that that single decision started me down a path that I don't know if I could have ever traveled had I not made that decision. And I got to say that I I really like where I ended up. So it, it is what it is. But the thing is, is to be fair, stereotypes exist for a reason. Perceptions are generated from a mix of personal experiences and social cues. Society says sex is bad. Forging your own path is risky or wrong. You need to be good little boys and girls, and we need to hold hands till marriage and work our nine-to-fives with no complaints, make the rich guys even richer, and that's just kind of what we're taught to do. But thankfully, you know, some of these archaeologists like archetypes are are being challenged people are really finding their voices they're pushing back they're challenging this status quo but for some damn reason sex just seems to be the final frontier on that voyage it's the thing that people just don't want to talk about they don't want to change they're just very uncomfortable with it which is sad because it's one of the most natural things that humans can do and again i'm getting ahead of myself but the point is is that yes there are tons and i mean tons of drugged out psychotic hot messes of women that dance and yes things implied in the movie and other forms of illegal and dangerous behavior do happen but what i think our community really wants everyone to understand is that it's not always the rule sometimes it's the exception a lot of times it's the exception and giving us the benefit of the doubt and getting to know us before you pass judgments can be a really great first step into learning to understand and respect each other's life choices.
But okay, um, spoiler alert, anyone that has not seen the movie, I recommend that you see it before you listen to the rest of the episode because, you know, I want you to form your own opinion about the movie and then kind of bounce that off of ours. Um, But if you don't want to, then do what you want. So there are drugging of men in the movie and it has people scared like, oh, that could happen to me or I can't believe that, you know, and my retort is kind of like, really? <laughs> like you're a grown ass adult, especially if you've ever been to a club before and you really don't think that this goes on. You know, it's not Disneyland. This kind of stuff happens. It happens at the bar down the street from you, but it's just not as sensational because the woman doing the drugging has all of her clothes on. But the irony to that is that a girl working is far more likely to get drugged and taken advantage of by a customer than the other way around. People need to understand that this is a very specific, very circumstantial situation that doesn't speak for the entirety of the industry. But no one wants to talk about that. That's not exciting. That's not sensational. You know, some stripper gets drugged and that's just what she gets for working in this dangerous cesspit. But it's not what the guy gets for going to one, right? Now, don't get me wrong. Morality is a completely separate conversation. Is it wrong either way? For sure. Absolutely. Like, what in the hell? Um, But just don't be a hypocrite about it. And don't forget that it works both ways a lot of the time. So that was probably the biggest thing that had people the most upset. Dancers hated yet again being typecast as this crazy, greedy thief. Um, And other people don't like having the harsh reality of that existing really in their face. But in spite of the debate, no one is really wrong. I will say I was happy to see a lot of the things they did put effort into. You know, they tried to show the dancers as dynamic people with real lives and struggles, giving context to what drove them to those poor choices, showing the hardships that not only society puts us through, but also the club sometimes. Again, not excusing this behavior, but it was nice to see an effort made to give the bigger picture. Most stripper movies are very (laughs) one-dimensional, so I must concede that at least a small effort was made to show the humanity of these women. Anyway, so my quick overview of the most obvious parts that most dancers have been discussing, but in order to have the most well-rounded conversation on the subject, I've asked my really good friend um, to join me to discuss the movie from the perspective of the average customer and to see what kind of questions and takeaways that most people might have. So let's welcome her to the show. And okay, we're gonna record. Okay, so we're back. We're back for our <laughs> first episode. Um, so we just finished watching Hustlers, right? Yes. The movie together. I've already seen it. You had not seen it yet. No. So this is my friend Kristen. Hi. But what's your real name? I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I got you. I mean, like, what do you want? Do you want a fancy stripper name to go with the spirit yeah, of the moment? Yeah, we can do or, that. Um, like Kit Kat. You think I'm a Kit Kat? Delicious. Okay. I, I went by K Money in high school. K so Money's we better. K Money. K okay. Money. Okay. Yeah. So so it's B and K Money here. Yes. To lay down the review of yeah. the movie. Okay. <laughs> so um, what do you? So to give a little background, K Money here has minimal experience in the strip club, right? Yes. Correct. Yes. That's correct. Yes. You know the extent of your experience is my rambling at drunken parties. That's correct. Okay. Well, so, I've been to three. You've been to three. One being your club. Right, you were there when I was there, right? No, you weren't there. I wasn't there. No. Oh, you called me and we're like, "Why aren't you here?" Yes, yes, yes. okay, I remember that. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so what do you your minimum like experience in the club? Like, what do you think about that so far? 
I have a lot of fun at strip clubs as a female, but learning from you, I'm like, you have to tip. (laughs) You can't just go in there and be like, you're cute. You're so pretty. I love you. Yeah. Verbal, verbal affirmation, verbal affirmation. (laughs) Right. Well, and like, is it one of those things where you've been and then you thought you did it right? And then you talk to me and you're like, oh no, yes, I did it wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. I unfortunately do that to people. Yeah. It's an accident, (laughs) Um, but I'm enlightening you. Anyway, we, we digress. Point is, so you don't have an extremely large amount of strip club information. So we make a good like non-biased opinion about the movie so like you're gonna have the same general assumptions as most people Mm -hmm. so uh what do you think about the movie good bad i loved it you liked it i'm sad it ended with them going to jail just a little just (laughs) Just a a little little jail though let's be honest it wasn't too much you're right it wasn't a lot of jail oh yeah spoilers ahead (laughs) um if you haven't seen the movie you'll know what it's about now um okay so sad that they went to jail yeah. Does that mean that you feel bad for them and you don't think that? I don't feel bad for them. I feel like men are pricks. <laughs> Majority <laughs> of them are. Um, and I don't, I don't know if every guy that goes to a strip club is a terrible, dirty person. Mm-hmm. But there are those Wall Street guys who have little dicks and they suck. Right. I mean- well, and she, and she made a good point, right? She makes a good point in the movie where she talks about how, you know, the, the premise of this movie is during the economic crash. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're talking about guys that have all the money ever. And right. then when stuff crashes, they continue to have all the money ever. Right. You know, they don't, they don't go, go to jail. jail. Mm-hmm. Nothing goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody else just kind of pays for it. And they kind of right. continue living the way they were living. So that's kind of a general consensus among everybody is that people don't feel super bad for no, them because of that premise. But then there's like the moral argument of, Okay, yeah, but you're still drugging people, and that's wrong, right? right. Um, which is agreed. Um, yeah. But but then there's a problem of the point also that she makes is that you know these guys do drugs on their way to work, which is extremely true. Um, you know, sometimes guys will come in and they're just like, "Oh, you got any coke? You got any coke? You got any coke?" <laughs> and then you're the bad guy because you gave him a shot. So that's a thing. Um, so you don't feel super bad for the guys. You feel bad for the girls. I do for the well, dancers. But you did make a good point. They are drugging people, but <laughs> they're already. She said in the movie, J Lo said they're J-Lo, doing it already. J Lo said it, so it's J-Lo, true. Yeah, whatever she says, she's a godsend. So, um, <laughs> but they're already going to do it. So they just help them. They just out. help them along. Right. Yeah, that and was the mentality on it, right? Exactly. Was that like this? This is stuff that these guys are going to do anyway. And mm-hmm. like she said, like um, if we don't do it, someone else will. Right. That is a that is something that a lot of girls in the club will say to each other. I've said it to little baby strippers more than one time <laughs> where, you know, maybe a guy's a little too drunk mm-hmm. or he's being whatever. And they kind of like, I feel bad. Like, you know, trying to get him to go to a room or something. I feel bad. And it's like, if you're not going to do it, somebody Someone else is going to do it. And mm-hmm. 15 minutes later, they're walking back with the girl that you can't stand. And he, she, she makes a thousand dollars and the same thing happens. Right. Um, so that's, that's very true. Um, <laughs> what do you think, um, that most people though will think about it. I mean, you are somewhat novice in that, like, you don't go to clubs a lot. You don't have a ton of experience, but you do know me, and you're pretty mm-hmm. open minded too. So you're not right. extremely like judgmental and open minded person. So what do you think that most people would think about it? Um, I think most people would be judgy of the strippers in the movie. When we were in there, there was a couple sitting <sighs> behind us. God, this couple. And don't be this couple. Don't ever talk during a whole fucking movie. Like. <laughs> <laughs> So, biggest pet peeve ever. We're doing scientific research here, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Right. Hey, this is important to us. Um, But at one point in the movie, she goes to give a guy a blowjob for $300 and ends Mm. up with three twenties instead. And she was super upset. And they were like, oh, she deserved it. Right, right. So, I think that people do look down on exotic dancers. And like, well, you just... 
you know. Well, and that that's, <laughs> that brings up so a little bit earlier when I was explaining my review a little bit, you know, by myself, I kind of brought that up about how, you know, people have this mentality of, like, you know, you're far more likely of a girl or a dancer to be drugged or taken advantage of at work than a mm-hmm. guy. You know, this situation is extremely situational. Like, it's not common. It happened one time, whatever. Um, I mean, it happens all the time. But the, the statistics say that, like... Uh, me on an average night going to work is far more likely to get drugged or taken advantage of or something than some guy. Right. And that's kind of the irony of why they reacted that way, right? So this right. girl is getting literally misled. So they're two grown adults that made a verbal agreement, agreement. Mm-hmm. of what was going to happen. Right. He said she was going to suck his dick and she was going to get $300. Right. Now you might disagree with that interaction and think that that was wrong of her to agree to, but it is what happened. He said this, she said okay, mm-hmm. they made an agreement, and he negated on that agreement. So in order for, so for you to kind of laugh and act like, Oh, well that's what she fucking gets. Mm-hmm. Like what? Because she was a stripper. That's kind of crappy. Right. You know, I it's mean, an, it's a service. It's a job that you're doing. And- right. And that's not a normal menu item. That's not necessarily what she was supposed to of be course. doing, but it just kind of goes back to, if you want to argue morality here, we're arguing the morality of them drugging men, but no one wants to argue the morality of him pulling a bait and switch on her. So it's kind of a dicey subject, I would say, for sure. Um, But yeah, so I I think you had said exactly what I think, that most people watch the movie for entertainment purposes to see 50-year-old J-Lo look super hot. And she did look super amazing. Um, But they didn't take a whole lot of what was actually offered, which is kind of disappointing. I don't think a lot of the content really kind of went over their head. You know, a lot of yeah. a lot of like the depth to what they were trying to explain kind of went over people's head. Uh, yeah. Um, which kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of where it got to the question about um, do you think it paints dancers in a good or a bad light? I mean, I think being a dancer, it it was pretty accurate. I mean, especially mm-hmm. the beginning and like the the dressing room, the mm-hmm. banter that goes back and forth, the weird personalities and like motivations is definitely spot on. Yeah. Um there's a lot of weird shit that goes down in the dressing room. People are always <laughs> guys are always like, "Oh man, if I could just be a fly on the wall in the back." I bet you know, they just it's like that delusion that men have about girls in sororities like running yep. around topless with pillows. <laughs> it's you do it's not, nothing like that. You do that. not want to be in a strip club dressing room, okay? Men, you do not want to be back of, there. Yeah. The illusion will be shattered. The locker room, a lot of nasty things go down. <laughs> the illusion is shattered. Um um yeah. Like I could just do anything now watching J Lo at fifty years old. This was brings up a good point, right? Like you feel like you feel empowered, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. It's weird. Well, you know, there's there's all those like conversations about women empowerment, but then you find out like, oh, you're a stripper. Mm-hmm. There are those people. There are those people. Like, you're, you're a dick. Well, <laughs> like, it, well, it's it, it unfortunately goes back to people's kind of like reference point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean on how they view certain things. You know because it's like a. It was just me myself the other day. It was like, why, you know, why is it illegal to sell something you can give away for free? Right. And um, it goes, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's it, you're, where's the lie? You know, mm-hmm. um, it brings up a good point about that. But that's where a lot of people's uncomfortableness mm-hmm. with dancing comes from, especially with other women. They mm-hmm. get uncomfortable because it's not that they necessarily hate it or hate you. Right. It's that they don't understand it because they're like, I couldn't do that. And right. if I can't do that, I don't understand how you can. I mean, Lizzo was up there doing it. Why Lizzo was you do killing it, it right? She did. I love well, and it's not even necessarily always from an insecurity standpoint. I think sure. it's a security standpoint. Like, okay. they feel like, you know, our lives are this little archetypes. Like, as women, we're like, okay, you know, we, we have our little husbands, and they do what we want them to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, you know, we feel that we have this structure, like a hierarchy thing. Sure. And dancers don't abide by that, right? Like, they right. make all their own money. Mm-hmm. They have all their own rules. They're very, de- yeah. they're very independent. And they're basically showing that, like, this thing that you do, like, you know, how you suck your husband's dick on his birthday, and you, you know, you clean the 
the ditches or whatever. You do whatever you need to do to, to sit into your rightful place on the security ladder. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do that. Right. Or if they do do that, they get something for it. And so it kind of, I think it makes people super uncom- <laughs> like confused right. about the power hierarchy of like where their pussy falls into that like, well, I don't know. That's I mean, even it, it's also an insecurity standpoint because you hear people who are like, my husband went to a strip club. What? My boyfriend has never been to a strip club mm-hmm. before. So I guess I don't understand it from that standpoint. I've tried to take him with me a million times. I'm yeah. like, go with me. Mm-hmm. I've been with one of our friends. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a great time. I think it's fun. It's entertainment. It, yeah. I don't think that you're going to take her home and sometimes you're a little annoying so if you do it's fine <laughs> yeah just give me give she'll back give you week. back yeah, definitely as soon as it's i'm just kidding card. i love you no um <laughs> but i think it it can be both i think yeah. you are right about the security and yeah. insecurity aspect of it that people don't understand no they don't understand hard they them. don't understand the motivation yeah um unfortunately and it's really hard to explain it objectively without enforcing that strippers are money hungry robots if that makes sense yeah so without you know if I'm trying to be like look I'm not into your boyfriend okay like I appreciate his money and he was polite to me so he's top notch of my evening but Mm -hmm. I'm not going home with him I'm not stealing him like your your crown is safe but then me pushing that makes me sound like this cold-hearted bitch that has no emotions so it can be kind of a tricky subject but and I you know but women just have a really hard time but we're gonna definitely do an episode about um women in the strip club and like about like the do's and the don'ts of being a woman in the strip club and then also you taught me this yes it's always good to know (laughs) and then also just kind of like the insecurities and insecurities about women and and how we can all help everybody out with that absolutely um because we want everyone to feel comfortable and and happy yeah yeah, I don't I don't want you to be uncomfortable right I want you to be comfortable comfortable um I want you to go get laid like after you know I want the, the desired effect yeah, to occur yeah um anyway we're, we would digress really badly um we do it's okay but so the movie um so you have any questions about anything that happened in the movie that you about real life or anything like that yep so one of the questions I had was the um like get ready room yeah the dressing room yeah the dressing room before the show which you already touched on that, so that's interesting to know that that's pretty. It's like, pretty accurate. Accurate. Yeah. Um, the, the of course the pre crash mm-hmm. is is more now. I mean, it's very lively in there. I mean, there's almost always someone yelling and mm-hmm. laughing or throwing up. There's somebody on the phone with their boyfriend. There's somebody f- for sure FaceTiming <laughs> in the back. It's, oh it's a constant God. argument. That would drive me insane. Um, there's signs all over the dressing room right. like please do not FaceTime with your ratchet boyfriend while the other <laughs> girls are getting dressed um but that, that do definitely you guys happens. like so at one part in the movie there was the girl whose boyfriend showed up mm-hmm. and was all sad and crying at the <laughs> yeah. front bless your heart yeah um do, is that something that you guys experience at the club a lot yeah so relationships are extremely difficult um sure. for obvious reasons of course um but the you when you get it's like i'm, I'm lucky at mm-hmm. this point in my life that i've landed in a pretty secure situation and we don't really have a lot of those problems but the majority of the women that dance that are in fact in relationships have some varying form of codependency or drama of Mm -hmm. some kind either the guy doesn't care at all he's completely indifferent that she dances and then that creates like all this trust and like security issues with her Mm -hmm. or he hates it of course and then makes her life living hell and that was kind of that guy in the club was kind of that whole pitiful like oh come home and blah 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 and she kind of makes this joke about honey I don't care about these people go home I'm going to suck your dick. I'm going to pay the rent. Just go <laughs> home, relax. Yeah. yeah, kind of that. Um, and I know me and a lot of the dancers laugh because it's it's so spot on as to how kind of a lot of the dancers handle their boyfriends, kind of, having mm-hmm. to talk them off the ledge right. of like, come on, dude. Like, you know this is bull crap. Um, but I can completely understand 
from a guy standpoint of like that power sure. archetype of like she doesn't need me. Yeah. She's super hot. Guys are drooling over her all the time. Mm-hmm. Like surely, you know, she's gonna leave me for one of these dudes. And it's like if she was gonna leave me, she would have she would have left. Right. Me. You know, it's right. it's like the reverse of the female customer conversation. You know, almost. But mm-hmm. guys still struggle because guys have egos. <laughs> so, of but course. that was hilarious because I've seen that. Many, many a time times. um she she makes a comment about like you know you can't have him drop you off you know that mm-hmm. and it's really true so you know my husband and I have this rule um with me working and he was the one that established it actually mm-hmm. so it wasn't even me instigating it where he we don't really talk about work he doesn't go in there when I'm in there like he just doesn't he goes mm-hmm. in there by himself I go in there by myself we go in there together but he does not come into the club Lying. while I'm working mm-hmm. and that was a choice he made which I think was a mature one of um course, yeah. because knowing what someone does and seeing what they do has different kind of response that mm-hmm. like emotional reaction you're going to get from seeing somebody you care about you know as opposed to knowing what she has to do. Right. So I thought that was a really mature decision of his. But the problem is that that comes from a secure place, from mm-hmm. a man who feels secure in his relationship and says, this is probably not good for me to see or I will get jealous, so I'm not going to do it. Right. However, most men have the other school of thought of like, well, I can't trust you, so I need to see, I need to know. Right. And it never ends well. No. Yeah, any, lots of the girls get picked up by their boyfriends. And that causes just as much, um, if yeah, not sure. more drama. You know, when she comes bebopping out with all a of her stack money. of money, yeah. it becomes, oh, how'd you make that? And what'd you do? What'd you do? Must be nice. Yeah. And yeah, it's some weird <laughs> jealousy dynamics, insecurity pops up. So don't do that. Not, don't, <laughs> if you're dating a dancer, don't drop her off. Don't pick her up. Don't, don't ask her up. any questions. <laughs> She'll tell you what you need to know. Um, but yeah, so anything else? Any other questions? Well, you said about... Um, <laughs> Her walking out at the end. Yes. So, um, and I know that we've touched on this previously, but remind me. So, (laughs) at one point in the movie, she walked out by herself, out the front door with all the money she had made that night. So, Mm -hmm. how, like, (laughs) that's not a thing. It it, it is and it isn't. Um, I know you asked me that on Instagram, too, when we were talking. Um, That, like, so, unfortunately, there's so much differences in clubs, Mm -hmm. where you are in the country, what the rules are there what club you're at, how much the management cares or doesn't care. It varies. Um, it varies extensively. Mm-hmm. So luckily for me, I dance in Atlanta. Um, I don't know that I'll say where, but for now, I dance <laughs> in Atlanta. And uh, most of the clubs that I know of, because I've danced to quite a few in Atlanta, um, have the same kind of uh, protocol, I guess mm-hmm. you would call it. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily overindulge the management and say it's because they care about us that much or our well-being. It's more a liability standpoint. Of course. So, you know, they... We cannot leave, which is another thing, FYI, anybody listening who likes to go to the strip club, um, when the lights go on and you're closed and they're like, it's time to go, it's because it's time to go. Yeah. (laughs) And you need to leave the building and you need to leave the parking lot Mm -hmm. because we are not allowed to leave until the entire parking lot is cleared. Oh, wow. They they do not, nothing. I mean, you cannot be standing there taking a piss on the corner right. in the parking lot, or we cannot leave and go to our cars and go home. Mm-hmm. So it's from a safety standpoint, obviously, yeah. to make sure that, you know, we're not getting kidnapped or mm-hmm. murdered or robbed or whatever. But it's also because that way they can make sure we're not going home with customers, you know, oh. which is a big thing. They don't want, mm-hmm. it, you know, they don't want anyone to be able to say there's prostitution, there's trafficking, there's anything that like that sense, going yeah. on because then they're going to be liable. Right. So they walk us out. But mm-hmm. not every club is like that. And I have worked at clubs where they're just like, okay, go by, you know, especially if you're working like on a day shift. Right. Um, you're on your own. Go ahead. Go out in the parking lot. So that can be pretty scary and pretty not 
not good. Um, luckily for her in the movie, in that particular instance, she didn't make a whole lot of money. So no. if somebody had robbed her, that would yeah. have been... Poor thing. To, poor thing. So, th- yeah, that's another question is, like, when you are new to a club, do mm-hmm. you have that mama bird and, like, insecure mentality? Okay. Do you have that insecure mentality where you go in and you get mama bird and she, like, um, takes over? I wish. So, unfortunately... <laughs> As the industry has declined a lot, obviously, um, the past few years, I mean, I wouldn't say it was, you know, financial crisis decline, but, Mm -hmm. um, the integrity of this, the industry has declined extensively due to, I mean, porn and camming and sugar babying and all the other avenues that people can take to work in some facet of the sex industry has really dampened. Yeah. Yeah. It's really dampened the, um, the appeal and the kind of the, the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but it's kind of dampened the the the, the prosperity of the club in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. So it's like when I first started dancing, it was a decade ago. It was a long time <laughs> ago, and there were a lot more mama birds. Like there was a lot more OG girls that you know. It wasn't just them being nice. Like in the movie, it's kind of like you get this really warm, fuzzy like, oh, she really like takes her under her wing and just wants her to be okay. You do, and, yeah. And not that that doesn't happen, but honestly, it was a lot more self preservation thing. These older OG women took you under their wing because they didn't want you to fuck shit up. That makes sense. You know, they didn't want the new girl coming in, undercharging, not following the rules, being mm-hmm. disrespectful. You know, they had kind of an image and, and, a, and a machine to maintain, mm-hmm. and one little rock in the gear can throw it off. Sure. And that was 100% true, and it worked really, really well. So when I first started dancing, there were quite a few older girls that would kind of be like, don't do that, do this, mm-hmm. oh, this guy said that to you, try that. Like, you know, because scratching each other's backs all helped everybody. Right. You know, if you do well, I do well, we do well, kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, there was plenty of money to go around so it wasn't super competitive Mm -hmm. but just like in the movie how they show where when it crashes all the kind of old school girls that had all been operating under this like code of ethics that just worked doesn't work anymore right because the tank's getting smaller and smaller and money's getting less and less so people are becoming more aggressive so all these russian girls are coming in from overseas and they're giving 300 dollars blowjobs so now when you were able to go into a vip room and not even take your clothes off mm-hmm. and make 300 dollars, now you have to give a blowjob right and unfortunately that has somewhat carried over into now you know the economy never really recovered at the same pace as the club mm-hmm. in order to get back to where we were because yeah. as the economy was getting better and money was getting better I guess mm-hmm. also porn and sugar baby and all the other stuff was getting better right. so you never really leveled out right the same way um but so there's not as much of that as there used to be most girls kind of came into their shell I'm gonna go to my work I'm gonna make my money no mm-hmm. one fucking talk to me no one look at me you know so it's a lot more kind of standoffish than it okay. used to be I try to mama bird a lot of people that probably don't want it. <laughs> okay. I've definitely gotten girls that are like, I don't want your opinion. Um, All right. Which is unfortunate because I know a few things that they don't know. Right. Um, and it used to kind of be a filter system where you'll have five old girls and one new girl. Mm-hmm. And that'll be a couple months. And right. then one more new girl. And then a couple months. And now, especially, which was another thing that girls were afraid of with the movie, that it was going to bring this horde of... Just girls being like, I can do that. I can, I can be a stripper. No. I can make all this money. That looks easy. No. And can I just say real quick? Try to teach me a dance move, <laughs> and we practiced it like three times, and I can't do it. You could do it. You could do, no. You can do it. It's just it's practice. Muscle memory is practice. Like it's like Jayla in the movie. All girls have muscles. All girls have muscles to do it. All girls. Um, you just have to have the will, you know, to do it. Um, but that's but that's like the point is that you know people. Uh, that's part of them under, under appreciating strippers. I yeah. guess is the way to put that. It's like, right. oh, that's easy. All you gotta do is shake your ass and right. m- make money. But right. that's really not. There's so much psychology <clears throat> and 
like physiology and sociology and yeah. there's so much that goes into actually being successful at it right um well you can't just jump up on stage and twerk yeah. and i mean you can like, but it might not i mean yeah but <laughs> first of all you can read insecurities on anyone's face right it's i, I yeah I well mean, and you have a strong mentality and I, yeah. I know you so i know that yeah um and I can joke all day long and say, well, I can do it too, but well, I cannot. There's no way. Well, but that's also, like, but you learn that. That yeah. kind of goes back to the baby mama bird thing is that, you know, nobody knows anything when they start. Like, right. Who would know that? Like, right. who would know how to sit down with a man you've never met before mm-hmm. and read him like a book and then mm-hmm. determine this is a waste of time. It's not like, that's not a skill you're just going to have. I mean, right. people are intuitive. You know, you might be able to read people naturally and you're more intuitive, but it's still not something you're just going to know. Right. Um, you know, how to finesse, how to do whatever who to make eye contact with. It's just, it's a constant thing that you would have to learn. And so having a mama bear to kind of guide you along is extremely it's beneficial. Nice. It's yeah, super nice. I would totally nice. take advantage of that. Like a hundred percent. Show me everything you know. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. of the things just teach me. But I do get, I guess, I feel like a lot of people do make the assumption there's a lot of cattiness that comes right. with you guys. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Being there and working together and you're fighting over limited resources. Exactly. Right. right. Well, there's a lot of ego involved. So like the thing that wasn't really as prevalent when I started, you know, the whole hip hop culture and all this, like it's cool to be a stripper stuff mm-hmm. was not a thing. Right. You know, 10 years ago, it was very not cool right. to be a stripper. Right. Um, you know, you were the scum, you were, mm-hmm. you were a hoe, whatever. Um, and so it's nice that, mainstream society is intrigued and like cardi b and love all that Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's only to a point it's only for entertainment it's only you know digestible it's they still don't really think of you as a person you know state that you know they want they want you as close enough to an extent so the problem is all these young girls coming up now are watching this you know they're watching rap videos they're watching mtv Mm -hmm. instagram Mm -hmm. stacks of cash you know long nails like oh i want to be like that you know they think that's the embodiment of being a stripper right you know having a louis vuitton and going out to the club and smoking hookah and and lip syncing rap music in the background and that's fine right and that's great but it, that's not how that's not how you make money no and that's not how you have a longevity of a career if that mm-hmm. makes sense you yeah know? but they all you know all baby strippers do baby strippers <laughs> um so my other question the golden question the golden that question. started this whole movie i know not that you've done it, but oh. is fishing a real thing? Fishing is definitely a real thing. Yeah. Um, fishing is a real thing. Most clubs would never openly admit ever to any kind of affiliation with that. Of um, it's super not cool. Not yeah. super dangerous for well, them. Well, I mean, drugging um, people especially and yeah. taking all their money. Well, <laughs> they, they kind of operate with a don't ask, don't tell kind of mentality, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah. So I've, I've never, obviously I've never done it. I don't know anyone personally necessarily that's done it, but there's a lot of caveats to it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it depends on your perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So is meeting a customer in the club and then agreeing to go to dinner with him and then getting paid to go to dinner with him, is that a form of fishing? Potentially. Yeah. Um, or is it only if you bring him back into the club? You know, right. it, it's, it's there's a lot of gray area there. Um, in the movie specifically, they are going out in public, mm-hmm. looking for customers, bringing the customers back into the club, and then negotiating a percentage from the club of what they spent. Right. Um, that formal structure of it is pretty rare. Um, well, it's also like a one and done thing in the right. movie. I mean, yeah. there's sure a few of them that did come back, mm-hmm. but it was like, a, I'm going to take 50 grand from your credit card yes. and they're probably not coming back. No, so. it's not the smartest technique. No. Um, and that's kind of what 
the the uh, the Constance Wu character was trying to explain to the Ramona character about your burning your burning bridges. Right. Um, and this happens a lot in the club as well with you know regular. So that's another problem that like the newer crop of the dancers don't understand what mm-hmm. the older girls did. Is it a regular? You know, a one in the hand is worth two in the bush every single day. Mm-hmm. It's the same at the club you know if you get maintain a regular that you don't gouge the first time you meet them you know you do well you build a repertoire they trust you etc cetera, etc cetera, they're going to come back and back and back right. and back and you, you might get five thousand dollars in a month over five different visits or you're going to get 2500 the first time they meet you mm-hmm. you drug them or got them wasted or maxed out their card or texted their wife or whatever you did yeah and then they're never going to come back right so that's really kind of a business choice that you're making um but a lot of the girls have very short-sighted and they're not experienced, and they don't see it that way. You know, like, they're not uh, good. What's her name? Um, <laughs> what's her name in the movie? In the movie? Uh, the redhead girl. The redhead, oh, uh, Dawn. Dawn, Dawn. Like Dawn. Yes, kind Dawn, of like that. Yeah. They're a little neurotic. Well, I mean, drugs and habits and all she that kind of stuff special. aside. Yeah. Or, yeah, but just from a dancer <laughs> maturity standpoint, <laughs> um, it's not a good idea. But fishing does happen. Um, not as much as it used to. It's probably more girls bringing customers into the club as customers to hang out and be like, oh, you know, because it's somewhere they feel safe, it's somewhere they feel comfortable, and they know they can spend money on their friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know girls that will do that. They'll have a customer that they'll go to dinner, and they'll come into the club, and then they'll be like, oh, i got to tip my friend. You Mm -hmm. know, throw $200 on their friend, friend splits money back with you. Right. That kind of stuff. Um, That's pretty smart. Right. And that's like, not necessarily, I mean, you're not hurting anybody, right? right? I mean, that's just a strategic decision. You're like promoting yourself. Like, your friend's helping you promote yourself. It's a marketing strategy, if you will. It's a marketing strategy, (laughs) if you will. Um, Yes. Well, and and the very, very... uh, appropriate and accurate thing that they kind of showed in the movie a little bit was the greasing of, of the employees. Yeah. So they made a really big deal of emphasizing you have to tip the floor guy, you have to tip the VIP host, yes. you have to tip the house so that's mom. true. All of that's true. Super true. Um, the tip-out structures have changed dramatically in the past couple of years, so mm-hmm. things are a lot more complicated than they used to be. Um, what's allowed, what's not allowed, what tipping is allowed, what's not allowed has kind of changed a lot. But it's still kind of a universal thing. I mean, you got to scratch someone else's back if you want them to scratch sure. yours. I mean, so, it's like bartending. You, I mean, you have to yeah. tip out your bartender if you're not bartending. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's exactly the that. same as any other service industry job, but the difference can make or break you. Because if you don't, if you're not tipping out the VIP host regularly, whether you mm-hmm. make money or not, and then that high roller walks in and he knows who that guy is and that guy asks him to go get a girl, you're not going to be the he's girl he's going to go get. And it has nothing to do with whether you're a nice person or a it's good dancer. It's the money you pay him. It's that you have, yeah, y'all have a relationship. And, you know, and, and the same with the house mom. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not always kind of having her back and being a pleasure to work with and tipping and doing the things you need to do, you know, if there's a problem that comes up, she's not going to have your back, right. you know. Or if somebody says something about you, he says she said, they're not going to have your back. So it's, it's kind of like a necessary evil, like a maintenance thing. Yeah. Where if you're not tipping out the right people and if you don't tip the DJ well, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if he's supposed to or he's not supposed to, you're not going to be going on stage. Right. And, but at the same time, you can't blame them because that's how they make a living too. Right. So they've cut their tips as well. You know, all, everybody's feeling the squeeze, but the thing is as a dancer, you're on the lowest part of the pole. So as, as they're squeezing you're down, everybody. you're giving everybody else mm-hmm. because you're keeping everybody else afloat. But in fairness, Aren't you making the most money? Well, that is that is how most people absolve. <laughs> or the assumption that is that you are. Well, that's how most people absolve themselves of that guilt. You know, is they're like, right. oh, well, you know, these dancers are coming in here and they're making three thousand dollars, and what's twenty bucks? You know, right. and it's not that their argument is invalid. It's just that it's not necessarily that simple. Well, yeah, and I guess.
guess I, you know, thought of that after I asked the question because, like, we yeah. saw in the movie, mm-hmm. she went, she made what through fifty, something like three hundred dollars, yeah, and like then that. walked out with sixty after right. tipping everybody, after tip out and tipping him and tipping right. her, and yeah, exactly. And that's a lot of people don't understand that dancers pay to work. Mm-hmm. Um, they pay a lot to work. Is tipping, or I'm sorry, is the fee of being late a real thing? That is a real, real thing. Yeah, um, and it is bad. So um, it's different in every club. Mm-hmm. At my club, it is at eight o'clock. You're on time. If you're if you're on the floor at eight o'clock, it's no late fee, right? You still have a tip out, but you don't have a late fee. Okay. Every thirty minutes after that, it goes up. So it's ten dollars at eight thirty, twenty dollars at nine, thirty dollars at nine thirty. And you're saying like ten plus twenty plus, plus 30. Your tip out. No. Okay. So like if I if I show up at ten o'clock, um, you know I'm paying fifty dollars okay. in the late fee. That's on top of my tip out. So my tip out might be $100, 150 mm-hmm. and then my late fee is 50 So I've tipped out $200. Wow. Right. And then that's before you tip the DJ or mm-hmm. the house mom or the valet or anybody else. Okay, and it could be a bad night. And, and it could like, be a bad night. And oh you could be God. negative. Mm-hmm. So the whole the whole assumption of, you know, oh, they make so much money. Well, yes and no. You know, I might make $1,000 tonight, but after I've tipped out everybody and paid my late fee and bought socks or whatever else I needed to get for the evening, I might only leave with half yeah. or less. Right. And then the next night I have a terrible night and make no money. So now that money's split again and again. So that's why it's really important for young dancers. So it's dancers not a percentage. It is a flat rate of, well, the, at least for the late fee. The late fee is a flat rate. Okay. Yeah. The percent, the tip out now is a percentage. That's good. It used to be a flat rate. Actually, the, the percentage is worse. Really? Um, it's a sliding scale percentage. Okay. Yeah. That so before at eight o'clock, it was $40. Mm-hmm. And then you gave 10% of everything you made to the DJ. Okay. So it would be like if I showed up at 8 o'clock on the dot, I paid 40 bucks, and then say I made $500, I gave him $50. So I said so $90. So you pay a fee just to be up there. Yeah. A $40 fee. Yes, just to work at the club. That was it before. Which I guess from like a management standpoint, that's to have the lights on, like to pay the power yeah. bill and all yeah. that. Yeah, they see that as a, like, um, you know, we're 1099, we're independent contractors, so it's like a hairstylist. You know, a hairstylist okay. pays part of her money to mm-hmm. the salon because they provide the chair and the products and the promotional. And so it makes, it's not that it's predatory and it doesn't make no. sense. You know, we all complain about it, but it's because it's not. Like I said, it's not adjusted appropriately, and it's misunderstood by right. customers. You know, customers don't get that. Right. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the thought itself is fine, but it's when it gets excessive. Okay. Um, so now we have a sliding scale percentage because they've considered us, we're independent contractors, but we're commissioned sales employees. Okay. So what that basically means is that everything we make belongs to the club, and then they pay us a commission off of our sales. So... Wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> so I throw $500 at you. Uh-huh. What happens to it? You throw $500 at me. And yeah. Say that's every... All that's I made. all you made. That's all I made. You throw $500. Um, uh-huh. I got there at 9 o'clock. Okay. So when it's time to leave, mm-hmm. I'm going to go pay them my $20 late fee. Okay. Okay. So then I got... Four eighty, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I'm gonna pay my sliding I scale. Get out my calculator. I know. Yeah, let's get out of the calculator because <laughs> math math's not my thing. Five hundred minus forty. Or forty. When I said, what did I say? Five four eighty. Oh I don't even know. That's why I got it. Out. Oh, I gotta learn how to do editing here. It's okay. Okay. Uh, four sixty. See. So you have four sixty. Okay. Now you got a sliding scale percentage of your tip out. Okay, okay. but. That's before your late fee. So it's always off the five hundred. It's gonna be off the it's gonna be off the total amount you make. Oh, okay. So they're gonna charge you on each amount is different. So on five hundred you're paying oh, like twenty percent. So you're gonna give them twenty percent. Now you're doing too much math. Okay. All right, that's a hundred bucks. Actually, it's more than that because four hundred is one twenty. It's one thirty seven on five. 
I, it's embarrassing know. that I have this memorized. 30, so now we're at three twenty three. So now I've made three hundred twenty three dollars. Okay. Now I need to give the house mom at least twenty. Okay. 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 Now I need to give the DJ at least twenty. All right. Okay. Now I need to give the floor guy at least twenty. All right. Now I need to give the valet at least five. Huh. Now okay. I need to give the bathroom lady at least five. Bathroom. I always feel poor so sweet bad thing. for her. She's so amazing. She is so. If sweet. you go to the bathroom in a strip club, tip the bathroom lady. They're always sweet. They're so they amazing. Give they give you mints, tampons. Yeah. Give, give, She'll wipe your hands. Give the lady a dollar. <laughs> um, okay, right, so where, where are we now? We're at two fifty three. Okay, so we're at two fifty three. You made so, half. I made half. Like half of what now, I gave you. Now you have to remember that because I'm a 1099 employee, I have to set aside for taxes because they're not coming out of my checks. Right. And because I'm self-employed, it's going to be 30% of that. Mm, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I know how to do math. So that's 75 bucks of 75 that. $75 of that. Need, I, I, so, if I'm smart and I don't want to get audited, right. I need to put that in a jar. So you're at 178 So I've made $178 out of five. $500. Right. That's crazy. Right. And that's pretty average so now don't get me wrong now is 175 dollars a bad couple of hours maybe not necessarily but that's what people have to take into context right. on you know when they're like oh you make so much money what, what's the big deal right. you know or whatever you know or what's an extra dollar tip or it, it does actually it matter yeah yeah so it's pretty intense Okay, let's start over. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me just say that you tried to teach me a dance move, mm-hmm. a very simple dance move, and we practiced it like three times. I still can't do it to this day. I look dumb. No, like, we need to get back on it. doing it. It's not, it's not the execution, it's the attitude. <laughs> it, I know, I gotta have that confidence. And that's what you told me too. Mm-hmm. You're like, just, if you act like you know what you're doing, then you're doing it. A hundred percent. Y'all, it till it's you not, make it. it's hard. It's really a it lot is really harder hard. than you think. <laughs> I, I swear to you, there's been so much praise of, of J-Lo. I remember before I saw the movie, everyone was like, oh my god, she just comes out and she's just killing it. And like, Disclaimer, like I am not a hater. I love J Lo, and that no. woman is fifty, and her body is Amazing. killing it. And she did a great job, but it's like as as a professional <laughs> dancer, professional. I'm watching, and I'm like, you know, these are basic. This is basic basic stuff, people. You know, these are these are basic elements yeah. executed well. I'm literally hitting you in the movie. I'm like, do you see this shit? Yes. And you're like, I'm, yes. It's, <laughs> you could do that right now. Like, stop. Well, that's where the out. irony comes in. Is that it's like she's she's killing it. She's doing great. She looks amazing and yeah. I'm like I did that the first week I danced <laughs> but that's not the point you know but right. that, but that just brings such a good um point to how the difference people feel about real strippers and real people right, right? so yeah. the promotion of the movie there was a lot of scandal because they closed down the club it was filmed at it was actually closed down oh. for like a week or two I think it was at a real club it was a real strip club in New York okay um I forget the name of it but it was a real strip club in New York and they closed down the club and filmed it there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And now it didn't come out, I guess, really publicly till after the movie was released that all the dancers that worked at that club were not warned. It wasn't like, hey, FYI, ladies, in a really? month, we're going to close for a week. Mm-hmm. You know, get your shit straight. Right. Um, and they definitely weren't compensated for the time that they missed of work. Really? They just were like... How mad would you be? I, it, I'm furious. Yeah. I mean, because you got to understand... Well, I mean, you probably... Yeah, you feel for them. So it, you are... 100%. I mean, God, that was like if you work at, you know, you work at Chili's and you show up for your shift and they're just like, oh, we're going to be closed for a week and a half. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. I mean, put it into that context if people don't feel guilty or don't feel bad for the dancers. Put it into context of could you afford to no. not get paid for two Hell weeks? No. You know, if you showed up tomorrow and your job was closed for two weeks... I, I'd be a little happy. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> but. <laughs> you have one day of celebration yeah. followed by three um, days of panic. Yeah. Um, no. No. So that was super not cool, right? Yeah. Um, because the club got paid. 
the actors got paid. And they didn't pay them out. You know, everybody else involved in the production obviously Mm -hmm. was taken care of and compensated, but the dancers weren't. And Mm -hmm. that's just the typical reaction of people. Like who cares? And they make tons of money and who cares? Yeah. Um, but it's kind of shitty. I mean it's kind of a crappy thing to do. Especially when you're making a movie that you're gonna make millions of dollars off of about dancers. About you're you're literally profiting off the backs of the people Mm -hmm. that you're exploiting. Right. That's kind of crazy. That's ridiculous. Um and then the promotion, the promotion of the movie, you know, they were allowed to hashtag stripper and club and hustler and all these things that, you know, real dancers get shadow banned for, mm-hmm. they get deleted for, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of stuff that like actual dancers that are literally promoting their own personal businesses right. are not allowed to do. Right. So there's a lot of hypocrisy there, which yeah. is, which upset quite a bit of the dancers in the industry. You know, it wasn't that they hated the movie necessarily, but they didn't think it was executed fairly or whatever, right. you know. Um, so do you feel as if... Everything that we did see in the club outside of fishing and the drugging, drugging. of course, (laughs) do you feel like that is actual representation of what you experience? Mostly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, every club's a little different. Every girl's a little different. I mean, every clientele's a little different. Um, But it's it's pretty accurate. And like I said, I was pretty pleasantly surprised overall that they definitely took time to try. Um, Most other (laughs) cinematographers, what is the word I'm looking for? Cinnamon, Cinemographic? Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon, the, all those cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon, no. Cinematograph? No. Uh, wow. Cinnamon. Cinematic. Cinnam- yeah. Cinematic. Uh, you're smarter than me. Wow. <laughs> uh, cut, Brady. cut, cut, cut. Uh, um, other, other movie portrayals of dancers yes. in the past right. have been quite one-dimensional and, un- and un- unfavorable. Okay, yeah. you're going to show your stereotypical... I mean, Dancing at the Blue Iguana is like the quintessential stripper movie, right? It's okay. like it's like the Quentin Tarantino... Got to see it. it. Well, it's not by Quentin Tarantino, but... Oh, it, I was it, like, I love it. If Quentin Tarantino had made a, a, a stripper movie, I feel like there's a lot of dialogue. It's real dark, grungy, kind of chaotic. There's not particularly an understandable storyline. Okay. It's just kind of a mess, um, but you feel it. You know, you feel what's going on. And so that's kind of like a quintessential stripper movie. And it's terrifying. I mean, it's just like drugs and sex and drama. And it's not, it's not positive whatsoever. Um, And you got several other, you know, stripper movies. Showgirls. Showgirls. Yeah. um, Which I loved, by the way. (laughs) I haven't seen that either. You're killing me, Smalls. My movie game's really Your movie game. I'm so glad I'm enlightening you today. You are. Um, But, you know, so I was happy. The point is I was happy to see that they definitely tried harder. They tried harder to make these girls look like people and Mm -hmm. for you to understand, like, the reference of where they're coming from and what led them to do and act the way they acted in the movie. It might not be good or right or whatever. Well, yeah, they but all had their own backstory. individual backstories. Right. They were all different, which was nice mm-hmm. because you did get to learn a little bit of each person and, like you said, what led them there, what they're going through, mm-hmm. or et cetera, et cetera. Oh, or their yeah. real life. Their real life. Their real life a little mm-hmm. bit. So that was nice to see. Yeah. Too. It was too. It was, like I said, that was very um, soothing for yeah. me as a dancer. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. Here comes this fit show. Um, so that was good. I mean, so I, I wouldn't throw rocks and say, Oh my gosh, they did a terrible job. Everything was wrong. Um, it's just typo. It's just you know we're all still fighting the same arguments with with everybody all the time. Right. It's oh. just unfortunate that that happened in that manner. Yeah. In New York with those girls, mm-hmm. they didn't get money or paid out or anything. Just, yeah. Sorry. Right. We're gonna film a movie about you, but mm-hmm. you're not gonna get yeah. paid for this whole week and a half. Well, and I feel really bad because there's a um. 
there's a, a pretty prominent, like, um, figure in, like, the sex industry. Her name was Jack the Stripper. So she was in the movie. Okay. And she was the one with the boobs. You know, the, the blonde new, girl. The blonde girl. Yes. The new boobs. Yeah. With the really nice shoulder muscles. Beautiful shoulder muscles. Yeah. If, if Jack's listening, we like your shoulder muscles. Yes. <laughs> um, so she's really outspoken, really um, progressive, you know, in, in sex workers. You know, she's great. She's a comedian, like, does all kinds of really cool, empowering stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's a dancer in New York. And she was the... Now, forgive me if I'm citing this incorrectly, but she was like the the content supervisor or something like that. About she kind of led the way. She was in charge of. Well, she was in charge in the movie. She was in charge of making sure they were portraying things appropriately and treating people correctly, something like that. Kind of like a content continuity person, yeah, but for the strippers. Okay, and um, yeah, and um, but um. She, unfortunately, she got a ton of backlash from some of the people in the community because they felt like she should have known the way they screwed over the dancers. I guess I understand that, And she should have said something about it. And Yeah, because if you are being the voice for -hmm. for strippers, then, and if you know this is going on, it's kind of contradicting in itself. Right, right. Well, I think think her stance on it was that she she wasn't aware. She said she wasn't aware that that was what happened. And I can see that because it's not like they're going to tell her hey, this yeah. is what we're doing with everybody. Right. Um, she said that she was kind of unaware that that was exactly the way that that went down, and I, I believe that. Um, there's still, you know, a lot of people thought, well, she still has the obligation to do something about it because she's the voice, right? right? And I can understand that. But at the same time, as women, we all know what you have to do when you have to play the long con, yeah. right? So if you walk up and you're the squeaky wheel and you're, this is atrocious and you guys can't do this, you know, they're not going to go, oh, my goodness, you're so you're right. right. Yeah. We should we should not be doing that. They're just going to say, well, bye, and they're yeah. going to find someone that's going to go with the program. you got to infiltrate from the inside, yeah. you know? <laughs> you, 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 it's so much easier to break down the system when you're already on the inside side right so my and they did hire her just to do that right position. and so my personal opinion for the crap that that's worth is that you know I don't think she knew a whole lot about it and even if she did that you know she probably did the best she could do mm-hmm. with where she was what with she it. Got, yeah. yeah um so but I mean other than that I mean I think most people that I work with myself included and everything generally liked the movie thought it was pretty good um honestly most of the critique selfishly and shallowly comes from them completely being concerned about their money. Yeah. Being like, now that this movie's out, guys are going to not want to come to the club. They're going to think we're going to drug them. Yeah. Girls are all going to be dancers. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, That is, that's rough. But my my (laughs) reaction is like, come on guys. Yeah. Come on guys. Um, you know, I said this earlier, but like if you're a grown man, Who's ever been to a club before, especially, and you see this movie, and now all of a sudden you're terrified to go to the strip club because this could be happening, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, you're an absolute idiot. But people are dumb. And I was going to say, there's they, a lot of they, stupid they digest, out there. they digest media pretty ravenously. So, These days, absolutely, yeah. Um, I would say I have seen a somewhat intake in women, um, customers, also in auditioners, um, but... I can't equate the two. I can't say there's correlation there. I can't mm-hmm. say, oh, we've had a lot more auditioners because of the movie. There's just seasonal flows and ebbs and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and money's tight and sucks. And most girls are like, oh, I'll just try this for a little yeah. while. And then they leave crying hysterically. <laughs> but um, I want to go to one. Not not to audition, but I want to watch. 
Oh, to watch the auditions? Yes. Um, well, the way our club does it is it's, you wouldn't even know it was an audition if you didn't know. Because they just, um, you fill out an application, you go in the back, they call you on stage, and you do a set with the other girls, and mm-hmm. then the manager kind of eyeballs you up and down, yes, no, maybe. And oh, so it. you're just on the floor. Like, you're yeah, out there. You're out there. Yeah. Well, wow. you don't work the floor, but you go on stage. Yeah, gotcha. so I mean, so if you if you if you want to audition at a strip club, well, my strip club, and you're nervous, don't go on Friday night at four, no. you know, eight thirty, because um, you're gonna be in front of a people. They're busy. <laughs> They're busy. These guys are busy, man. <laughs> but you know what? Or maybe trial by fire, throw them into the deep end and see if it's for you. Who knows? Yeah. Oh no, maybe. Um, but yeah. So, any other thoughts, concerns, questions? No, I overall really enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, I you know screw the guys. Screw I mean, the guys. Don't drug people. PSA. Don't don't ever drug someone. That's <laughs> final, a terrible final idea. Thought. K-Money's yes. final thoughts. <laughs> Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. But fuck those guys. Yeah. I mean, they. the one guy was a total dirtbag. The um, tier three of Wall Street. Yeah, the top dog guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Total dirtbag. And so was the other one um, that asked for her. the blowjob. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The moment they walked in that room together, I was just like, you're a little frat boy. I don't like you. And then he did that, and I didn't like it more. Mm-hmm. However, I thought the movie was great. Um, I'm also very open-minded. You so are. Yeah, you not... are, yeah. No, I mean, that's important, though. But that's that's exactly why, why the conversation is interesting, because it's just like you said. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Like, right. exactly what you said. Like, even though you morally are not a corrupt person and you completely think that that's bad, you also have the wherewithal to say, mm-hmm. but but really look at the source here and really look at the motivation, and maybe that's not okay too. But most people don't. I right. mean, most people just will not do that. They will not say, well, this guy is real sleazeball. And, like, maybe he's not I, – maybe I don't feel bad, you know? Right. Um, well, it was nice too to see that they had that um, fight or of morals. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy and – Ramona. Ramona. Yeah. I can't remember her name, but Dorothy and Ramona had that fight of their morals together. Right, they clashed. With the guy. Yeah. And that was, but that was good to see. Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't just like, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I don't care about you. Right. Well, and it was like interesting that. because these are two people that have been doing the same behaviors. Right. Right. So they obviously are on the same moral plane as far as thinking that this is appropriate for them to, to do, mm-hmm. but then they hit a wall where they diverge and they disagree. Right. Even though they've already been doing the same things. Right. So that just goes to show that people can agree and disagree on the same subjects. Absolutely. Inter- intermittently like mm-hmm. up and down in every way so you can be like i don't care i'm fine with strippers i think it's all great but then mm-hmm. disagree with this type of behavior and vice versa so i think that i think people miss that point really hard with the strip club industry in general they think they can't empower women and be like yes girl but then yes, also be uncomfortable with something else like you can you can yeah. pick and choose your level of approval and comfortability within the entire spectrum. Right. You're allowed to do that. Right. You're just not allowed to be disrespectful and ugly and be hypocritical, in my opinion. I just don't well, like being Yeah, I don't think you should be that way as a person in general. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people like that are these days. But yeah. if you haven't been, go to a strip club, male or female. Go to a strip club. It's fun. Bring money. Yeah, tip those girls. <laughs> you, they're working. They're, they're working. They're, they're tipping out. Let's not, let's not cause any druggings and... Yeah, don't don't drug people. Don't drug people. But overall, I, I did love the movie. Okay, I, I did really too. Enjoyed it. You would tear up for a second. You did. I did. <laughs> the, her grandma died. I also have a cold, and you were making fun of me. I'm sorry. I wasn't. I was not. I don't care. It's um, fine. Yeah, I, think I did sniffle a little bit though. It was appropriate. It was an appropriate it emotional was. dig. To, she died. She died. She was having a bad day. We said spoilers, so you can't get mad. No, we, we spoiled it. Um, and if, if you, I feel like you should watch the movie before you listen to this episode because. 
besides the spoilers because you need to have your own opinion form before you hear mine. Absolutely. Because if you hear mine first and then go, I mean, we might have set that seed in their brain and they're going to like, oh my God, I only believe what they said because they're on the radio. No, go watch it. Go watch it. So that's our final evaluation. Absolutely. B and K money, break it down. Oh, sorry. Strip it down. We strip it down. Yeah. That in was, my bed. We stripped it down in, <laughs> in K money's bed with our clothes on. It- not, no bras. No bras. <laughs> just clothes. Just clothes. Um, okay, so thanks, thanks, K-Money, for doing this with me. Absolutely. Um, I'm definitely going to have you on again. Um, we're going to do some really fun, like, just generic, like, uh, rapid-fire question, Ooh. don't do this in the club stuff, which will be really funny. Um, we'll have some stories, which you can help me with. But I'm going to have to get you into the club before, because okay. I feel like it'll be more fun we'll that go. way. We'll go. We'll go okay. undercover. Yes. Yes. Wear costumes. We'll go under. We'll wear our costumes. Um. So I'll wear clothes, and I won't. And you won't. High five. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much, Gay. We'll talk to you later. All right, that's going to do it for our first episode of Strip It Down. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you can hang in there with us while we get to some really funny content that we have coming up. Uh, Make sure you hang around for the after show. It's probably the best part, and the bloopers are hilarious. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and send us your questions. But until next time, drink more water, have more sex, and go the fuck to sleep. Straps off.